0: When I first got started on my entrepreneurial journey, I started out as a speaker. Speaking is my first love, and I've always enjoyed inspiring and motivating others. But there's a science to learning how to get paid to speak. That's why in this episode, I'm interviewing my friend, Dr. Laura Lewis, as she shares with us five master tips on how to build a personal brand that gets you paid to speak. Don't miss this episode. What's up, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Maximize Your Brand with Mark Keith Braden. As you know, I'm always excited to be sharing with you each and every week. And of course, this week is no different. This week, I am excited to be talking to another special guest, someone whom I met some time ago, and she has been doing some great things with her business as a psychologist and as a speaker. My guest today is Dr. Laura Lewis, who is the founder of the Couch to Podium Academy, which consists of a Facebook community course, retreats, seminars, and a mastermind. Dr. Lewis teaches therapists, counselors, and entrepreneurs all about the business of side speaking or all about the business of speaking. She was able to book over 40 speaking engagements last year alone and build a Steady stream of speaking engagements. Dr. Lewis has conducted over one hundred paid speaking engagements nationally and internationally. She has negotiated travel and expenses as long, along with three thousand dollars speaking fees. Dr. Lewis' clients have launched paid speaking gigs, developed retreats, and launch programs. She has been featured on NBC has been asked to speak for the American Psychological Association Conference and the National Sales Conference. I want to welcome Dr. Laura Lewis to the Maximize Your Brand podcast. How are you doing, Dr. Lewis?
1: I'm doing well. Thanks so much for having me.
0: Thank you for being on. So I gave a little brief introduction. Tell us a little bit more about yourself as a psychologist and how you got into uh, speaking and uh, being paid to speak as a psychologist.
1: So I started my therapy practice fresh out of grad school. I went to Howard for my PhD and I started my therapy practice right away. Um, I live in Atlanta. And so Atlanta just has a high demand for couples therapists. And so as soon as I launched my practice, it grew, it grew really quickly. And then I was like, okay, how am I going to continue to scale my business? And so that's when I turned to speaking. And speaking is something that has allowed for me to make a lot more money. It's allowed for me to reach so many more people than I ever could just in my therapy practice. Um, and I, and I, it's really been a joy to me just to see people's lives transform when I'm on stage. Sometimes I'll see people that are crying in the audience and come up to me afterwards. And I remember one person that told me like, I was about to file for divorce. Like I had the mm. divorce papers lined up, but coming to this talk has inspired me to give it another try. And so moments like this is, is really why I became a speaker.
0: Awesome. So you specialize in couples therapy. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. Couples therapy is my jam. I help angry, distant couples reconnect.
0: Help angry, distant couples reconnect. Awesome. 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 And so Maximize Your Brand podcast is really all about teaching individuals, particularly corporate professionals, as well as service-based professionals similar to you, how to really build a more visible personal brand so that they have an opportunity to get into consulting and speaking and coaching and really leverage their expertise for income, I like to say. And so talk to me a little bit about, you know, how did you really begin to develop your own personal brand so that you could become this sought after speaker and someone who was paid to speak?
1: Well, I never really thought that I would be doing this. like I never saw myself as owning my a practice. I never thought of myself as going to be a speaker. I always thought I was gonna be a college professor I was I taught at a college level multiple multiple years and I just knew that's what I was gonna do in my life. Um, but I felt a calling for something deeper. And I know many of your listeners can probably can re- can relate to this of feeling like you know there's more. I don't know what it is. I don't know what it looks like, but I know that there's more that I'm supposed to do. And so I started this group my husband and I call Black Marriage Matters, and now it's grown to over five thousand couples in there. Um, actually, six thousand. We just hit six thousand. And so when I started that group, I was a little bit nervous. I didn't totally understand social media. So for those of you out there who are like, like, I need to build a personal brand, like, but how do I do it? So that was me. I was like, I don't know anything about branding, marketing, any of that when I first started. And so I remember my husband was like, well, you should connect to people who need your services. Duh, right? Like, that's what he said. But I I have been so trained as a psychologist that you're supposed to separate who you are from Mm -hmm. what you do. Like, you're not supposed to be so open about yourself with like your client, like just be kind of a blank slate. But social media is so not like that, right? Like we put everything out there. We share who we are. And and that's what really makes people want to work with you, the differentiation of who you are versus who the other person is. And so I remember him telling me, my husband him telling me, you should connect with other people that need what you have to offer. And so I was like, all right, I'm going to friend some people who are like, couples in the relationship space and pastors and things like that and I'll never forget someone messaged me and it was like um they just started talking to me and so when they started talking to me I didn't know what to say like they they was like hey and I was like um because it's a stranger somebody I don't know and so that's the very beginning of building my personal brand is this idea that You know, you put yourself out there, you connect with people, you share about who you are, and then you start to attract people to you. And so that's how everything started with the Facebook group. And then from there, I started doing Facebook Lives and just talking about some of the personal struggles that I went through in in my relationship and in, in periods where I felt depressed and I was like, how am I going to get out of this? I'm a healer. I can't be going through periods of sadness, too. But I realized that the more transparent and authentic and just real I was, the more people showed up and it was like, hey, you can relate to me. You know what I'm dealing with. So, yeah, it started from there.
0: And that's good. You know, I know I work with primarily, you know, upper level uh, middle to senior level uh, professionals uh, in their in the workplace, those who are uh, those service-based professionals. And a lot of times they are a little bit leery of connecting uh, themselves personally to the type of work that they do. And I know sometimes there is some, some legal things around yeah. that. However, we live in a society today where people – really want to connect with authentic individuals. They want to uh, really connect and do business with individuals that they really know, like, and trust. I want to go to a doctor or a psychologist or a dentist who is relatable. I want to go to somebody who I know I can you know, speak to and interact with Maybe on a regular basis, just because there are different things that may be going on pertaining to their particular expertise that I may not want to go to the office just to find out. Maybe they are already providing some level of content that can help me with a particular challenge that I may be having without me having to go into the office. And so, you know, what did it take for you to really begin to become comfortable, you know, building? uh a digital presence uh in partnership with your profession.
1: So I um I network and I meet people and I talk to them and I'll never forget there's a psychologist here. His, his name is Audubon Tart. And so I was like, you know, I really like the work that you're doing, Dr. Tart. And I would love to collaborate with mm, you. Yeah. And, and he was like, okay, cool. And here's the thing, like you have to meet people. You have to talk to people. You have to introduce yourself. And I'm kind of an introvert, so that was a little nerve-wracking for me at first. I felt like, oh, who am I? I'm just getting started. Is he really gonna want to, you know, work with me? He's like, on all of these different stages, and he was like, yeah, let's do it. And so, um, at that point, I was kind of very in early in beginning my speaking career. And so he was like, you know, there's this conference coming up that I think we should speak at. And I was like, okay, let's do it. And so we did the workshop and we're prepping like before the talk. And they have, when they went, a lot of big conferences, they'll have um, like a sound check. And so we're doing the sound check and I'm like, that's Brian McKnight behind us doing his sound check. And then, and then Les Brown, for doing his sound check. And I'm like, I'm, I'm like star, pre- like, I can't even focus on what we're supposed to be doing in our prep. Um, but I ended up, long story short, I ended up sharing a stage with Les Brown. I ended up just like really being able to, to help so many people at the conference. Um, it was a sales conference. And so we see a lot of a high rate of divorce within the, the sales area, people who work in corporate America. And so that whole thing started by me just introducing myself and Mm -hmm. saying like, hey, I like what you're doing. This is what I do. I would love to see how we can collaborate. I feel like there's a synergy with what you do and with what I do. And so that really allowed for me to get more comfortable putting myself out there. Mm -hmm. Um, It was like 3000 people in the audience. And so just kind of trial by fire, putting myself out there.
0: Right, right, right. And that's good, you know, and I like that you mentioned that because I had an aha moment about Dr. Tart. I was like, oh, yeah, I know who he is. And the interesting thing is, is that really during a time where Dr. Tart was coming along and some of the other psychologists like Dr. Phil and Mm -hmm. Dr. Ruth, you know, they leveraged traditional TV, right? They leveraged Mm -hmm. traditional TV to do exactly what we're talking about and leveraging social media, they didn't have uh, these types of things, and so they did do more speaking and trying to leverage local news, and then hopefully moving towards the whole national uh, uh-huh. syndicated type news to be seen as an expert. And so you were able to connect with somebody who kind of lived in both worlds as we moved into this social media age, because he understood how to leverage, you know, the traditional media. But moving into social media, you just move that over. And there were so many people who have done it for years, but for whatever reason, we kind of have a feeling, you know, or ask ourselves a question, well, can we do that too? And I like to say that social media literally has leveled the playing field to let you know that you can do it too. You can build your personal brand, your brand of expertise and authority uh, to be that sought-after consultant, that sought-after coach, that sought-after speaker, or if you just wanted to uh, be a, a contractor for a particular uh, field or a particular corporation, we have the ability to be able to transcend those opportunities in order to work for our benefit. So I'm glad that you you brought that up. One of the things that I would like to ask you as far as your personal brand is now that I want to establish it, now that I know that it's possible for me, what are some of the things that I need to do in order to now start to enhance or increase my visibility so people know that I do what I do?
1: I think one of the things that I have to get really um, clear on is... Being consistent, like not just Showing up when I felt like it, you know, but scheduling it out and creating a content calendar and thinking about, okay, this is what we're launching. So this is what we should be talking about online. And so I had to get consistent. I had to create a schedule. I had to get focused because I'm very multi passionate. I have lots of things I'm passionate about. I'm passionate about travel. I love to travel. Um, I'm passionate about so many things. And so, once I got clear about this is what I want to be known for, then I had to really double down and focus. And so once the couples brand got established and I started, I started hiring other therapists because my was full to capacity. Then I started looking at, well, people keep asking me about the speaking thing. Like people keep asking me, how did I get started speaking? People keep asking me, how did I get on this stage? How did I get started speaking internationally? People had those questions. And so then that's when I was like, okay, I'm going to add speaking as a way to serve more people so that they can find out. So I'm not just answering these questions in my DM every week. And so I think that's something that people should be really cautious about is mm-hmm. not being all over the place, right? Like establish right. something. Once that thing gets the six figures, then add on another thing, but don't keep adding a whole bunch of things before one thing gets established first.
0: And that's really good. And so consistency, and it's interesting that you said that because I was just on a call with some other coaches and I asked them, what's really missing from my business? What's keeping me from moving to that next level of income? And both of them told me consistency. And so I, I say that that's the confirming word for me that Keith just be consistent. Okay. And so now we have consistency uh, in building our personal brand. What else do we need to build that uh, personal brand? What's another tip?
1: you are like getting started with building your personal brand think about collaboration like think about strategic partners like one of the things that I do is I will do like Facebook lives and other people's groups because that's a way for you to list build that's a way for you to continue to serve more people if you just talk to the same people (laughs) about the same message then it's going like at some point you're going to reach your limit so you you want to keep adding new people that you're able to, to serve and support. I think that has been a real game changer for my business. And so I do strategic partnerships. I do um, vending. I, I collaborate with churches because a lot of times churches need speakers for their conferences. And so that's mm-hmm. another way that I'm able to connect and serve and and just strategically partner.
0: I like that. And so we got consistency we got collaboration. I'm going to give the last one and let you speak on it because I believe that it's very difficult to build a personal brand without content.
1: Oh, yes. Talk a little bit
0: about that. We got consistency. We got collaboration. But you got to have some content so that people can consume what you have to offer.
1: Yeah. So I, for the longest time, I was like, I, ha- I have a book inside me. I don't know if any of you guys have ever felt like that. Like you got a book inside you. And so that's how I felt for years and years and years. And then I, um, I, I went on a cruise for seven days and I wrote the book. And then when I wrote the book, I was like, okay, this is a ton of content. And so it was social media posts that I used from the book. It was courses that I used from the book. It was Facebook Lives that came from the book. And so that is one way to create a lot of content. And so for people out there who are like, okay, I need to start putting some some content out there, then think about like, what are some of the things that people ask you about so often when it relates to your brand? Like with speaking, people often ask me about branding. People ask me about sales. People ask me about um, how to book speaking engagements. And so I decided that I'm going to create content about those burning questions, those areas that I see that people ask me about the most. Great, great
0: consistency, collaboration, and content. Dr. Laura has given us some great advice on building our personal brand, which I'm so passionate about. And so after the break, we're going to come back in and we're going to talk about this whole concept of couch to podium. How do you really begin to become a sought-after speaker who is paid? Not just speaking, but a sought-after speaker who is paid. We'll be right back right after this commercial one of the biggest needle moves in my business have been the implementation of funnels. Funnels have allowed me to do so much, like deliver free resources to my audience, helping me to build quality leads. They have also helped me to streamline my sales and online payments with their easy-to-use sales pages and payment gateways. I could have not done any of it without the right software to help called ClickFunnels. With ClickFunnels, you can build landing pages and sales funnels without a programmer and without knowing any code. These funnels walk your visitors through the sale in a way that maximizes conversions and earnings. The great thing about ClickFunnels is that it is just not your funnel building editor. It can also serve as your shopping cart, email autoresponder, membership software, affiliate management system, and so much more. Join over 90,000 entrepreneurs who actively use ClickFunnels to build their businesses by easily getting their message and products out to the world using ClickFunnels. Visit buildwithfunnels.com to start your free 14-day trial today. That's buildwithfunnels.com. All right, welcome back. We are... Here for our second part with Dr. Laura Lewis, who's a psychologist who works with angry, distant couples. However, she's also been able to leverage her expertise to launch a very successful speaking career. And that's what we're going to talk about this half her Couch to Podium Academy. Couch to Podium Academy. And Dr. L- Laura, I know so many people who talk to me about speaking and Markeith, how did you start getting paid to speak? Markeith, how did you speak at this conference? How did you speak at this workshop? And so let's talk a little bit about, you know, what are some of the things that people really need to think about before even deciding to get into the paid speaking arena?
1: So one thing that you need to think about is how are you establishing your brand? As a speaker, it's a little bit different than how you would establish your brand in other capacities. So establishing your brand as a speaker, you need a video reel. If people are going to pay you thousands of dollars as a, as a speaker, they want to know what they're getting before they hire you and write the check. And so, yeah. think about if you are if you're getting asked to speak and some sometimes you start for free, right? to so kind of get your foot in the door. Well, when you do say, okay, if I'm going to wave my feet for this talk, would you be able to provide me a video of this talk and then also consider um, building up some like some social proof, so asking for testimonials from people who are in the audience when you speak.
0: That's good. So really starting to think about how how will you establish your brand as a speaker? Right. Mm -hmm. Because I know when I first got started, I was quote unquote a motivational, inspirational speaker, but I really didn't have a topic per se. You know, whatever Uh they were saying was the theme or the topic of the the event. That's what I spoke on or tried to kind of cater my talk to. So how important is it for you to really have a topic so that you can kind of best align yourself with the right conferences and events that are happening?
1: You know, um, my mentor says is riches in the niches. And so this is how you get paid. This is how you differentiate yourself. This is how you stand out in a crowded marketplace. If Say, for example, I work a lot with people that have relationship challenges. So if I just say I'm a relationship coach, then it puts me on the same level with all of the other relationship coaches. Whereas if I say I specialize in helping you hit the reset button after betrayal, then it's a little bit more specific what you get when you get me. And so those are some of the things that I want um, the listeners out there to think about um, what, what is the transformation that you bring to the marketplace? Be specific about what the solution is that you bring, what the problem is that the people have when they first seek to hire you. Like when couples first think to see a psychologist, they may be struggling with, should I amend it or end it? And so those are some of the things that I want you guys to ask yourself when you're starting to position yourself as an expert speaker.
0: Why is it so hard for us to really be specific and niche? You know, I talk about this all the time. I have uh, students in my podcast course and one of the first parts of the course is talking about choosing a niche and then niche until it hurts. Like be very specific about what your conversation is going to be about, what you're going to be communicating and who you're speaking to Specifically, why do we have such a hard time in niching down? Even myself, um, what do we? Me what too. is it that we feel like we're going to miss out on when we niche?
1: I think I can speak for myself. I think when I first consider like what is my niche, I have this fear that. Well, if I say that I do this, then what about the other people that are dealing with individual challenges? Will they not, like I can help them too. And so it's this idea of missing out and not wanting to eliminate other opportunities. I think that's one of the things that came up for me. And then some of my clients that are in my Podium program, they'll say, well, Dr. Lewis, I help people with mental health issues. And I'm like, that's too broad, boo. We gotta, we gotta really nail that down a little bit more specific, especially when someone is looking to hire you. They don't wanna feel like, oh, you just do all these 10 things because then they're like, Well, what do you really do? Like there's a right. feeling that you don't really do what you what you're saying that you do if it's 10 things on the list.
0: That's good. That's good. Because, you know, niching does really create new opportunities. Mm
1: -hmm. Because we're not
0: saying that you can't work with some of those others uh, individually from time to time. We're saying put a stake in the ground and say this is what I do. Because that's what your personal brand is. What do people have to say when you're not in the room? When somebody Mm -hmm. needs what you have to offer, do people say this is the person that you need to go see? Right.
1: Yeah, like that's that's what I did with um, Black Marriage Matters. I focus a lot on helping Black couples, mostly couples of faith. Um, and so, what I've thought was, other people won't come, but still, white couples show up, white male individuals show up. Like, even though I'm saying, like, on all my marketing, this is what I do, still, other people show up. So, I don't think that it's going to limit you in any way creating a niche.
0: So you mentioned your couch to podium program. And I'd like to talk a little bit more about that before we end today's episode. Tell us a little bit about why couch to podium? What did you see as a need that you felt like this program needed to be created?
1: One of the things that really hurt my heart is seeing so many broke, purpose-driven entrepreneurs. Like, when I think about the type of work that I do, the type of work that you do, Marquis, I feel like we should be paid well for what we do. You know, people's lives are literally transformed from working with you. And I feel like that should be compensated well. But so often I would talk to my colleagues and other therapists and counselors and heart-centered entrepreneurs that were so passionate about what they do, but they were also struggling. And I remember that was me. I was when I first started, I remember I had my PhD and I was on food stamps and I was like, whoa, this is not my portion. This is not what I signed up for. And so I, <laughs> that's really that was really a drive for me of like, I didn't work this hard to be struggling. And so once I figured out how to get my business to six figures and how to get like a track like hundreds of speaking engagements. That's when I was like, you know what? I'm not going to hoard this information. I want other people to know how they can do it too. I want it to be easier. I want it to be like, I want to keep the ladder up behind me so that other people have a blueprint on how they can be compensated well for using their voice to transform lives.
0: Awesome. So I'm going to put you on the spot. I want you to give us, you know, the top five tips that you have from a from a high vantage point of top 5 tips that you have to help individuals get to the $3000 speaking fee
1: okay
0: those top 5 tips to help me who's interested in becoming a professional speaker get to that $3000 speaking fee
1: so one tip is identify your signature talk mm-hmm. Get clear on what is a signature talk that, that you have. So for me, I talk a lot about rebuilding trust. I have done that talk probably over a hundred times. And so I can just show up with no notes and deliver that talk. And it's made me lots of money. <laughs> and so and so I think that once you have a signature talk, it makes you, It makes you able to deliver it more with ease. It makes it so that you don't have to work as hard. You don't have to have like a gazillion like speaker sheets. If you have a signature talk, you can just rinse and repeat, rinse and repeat. So that's one thing is I would say, develop a signature talk. And we see this from some of the greats, Lisa Nichols. We see this from Les Brown. I mean, I have heard Les Brown deliver the same talk. I don't know how many For about times.
0: 20, 30 years, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> you got to be hungry.
1: Right. <laughs> you have Maybe greatness for Maybe brown, baby boy. Like, we know these stories. And mm-hmm. so I I want you guys to consider, like, what could be your signature talk, and make it something that's related to your ultimate business, because that's what's going to make it easier for you to sell. You see, if I go in and if I do a workshop on speaking, I have a whole suite of products that's all related to speaking. Whereas if you go in and you talk about something random, then it's going to be much harder for you to like sell something at the end. And so that's one thing that I want you guys to consider is having a signature talk and then making sure that you are focusing in on a specific audience as well that relates to your brand. All right. Great, Great.
0: So number one, signature talk. Number two, Make sure that you have a targeted audience that relates to your brand.
1: And then the third thing that I want to say to all all of the listeners, you got to market that thing, boo. You got to market that thing. And I know for me, when I first started speaking, I was like, oh, I hung the shingle out. People will just find me. No, that's not how this speaking game works. If you want to be a six figure speaker, like you want it to be a business for you, not a hobby, not something that you do twice a year. If you want it to be paying things like a mortgage, then you have to treat it like it's a real business, like Mm -hmm. market. I have a marketing schedule. I have like, okay, these are the two hours on this day that I make my calls. And so when you're seeing other speakers that are speaking professionally, that are speaking consistently, know that they are marketing their business.
0: Good, good. Number three, marketing your signature talk, marketing yourself, marketing your business. Number four?
1: Number four, let me think about this. I want this to be some of the the key things this is the Marquis Braden show so it's gonna be no fluff for y'all no fluff all right um number four make a list make a list of your key mm-hmm. stages so maybe you could start with a hundred key stages so these are the stages that you want to get booked on now when That's you're good. making this list there are certain there's certain information that you need you mm-hmm. need the contact person You need, who is the decision maker? The person that answers the phone is probably not the decision maker. You need to find out what is their email address and you need to, now this is the fifth one, have a follow-up sequence. It's no just, I called them once and they said no and that's it. No, it takes five to 12 contacts to land something so this isn't a one-night stand a one just hit or quitter like you have to be like nurturing that relationship over time there Mm -hmm. have been there have been opportunities that the person was like we'd love to bring you in and then I reached out to them and they were like you know what we are in the middle of this major audit and we just can't we can't do this right now I made a note on my calendar in one month, follow up with them. I followed up with them, $3,000 speaking engagement. What if I would have given up like that first? is not good for us right now. Yeah,
0: that's really good. Follow up is very key. And so if I remember correctly, let me see if I can go through these five tips. Number one is that you have to have a signature talk. You need to work on your signature talks so that you have something to say so that you have something to sell, so that you have a way to get into the door. Number two is that you need to know your target audience for that Mm -hmm. signature talk so that you can really be speaking to the people that you want to speak to. Now, number three, nobody will know about your signature talk or there's no audience for you to speak to if you don't market yourself. You've got to market yourself, market your talk, market your business. Number four, you have to identify creating a list of all of the conferences and the stages that you would like to present on. And I'd say even the numbers of people you like to have in the room uh, as you're speaking on that stage, you know, so that you can leverage that into something else, maybe back of the room sales or if you have a program or a book that you want to sell. And then number five is that you need to follow up. And that's across any board, any business. You just need to follow up with people who may have messaged you or asked you questions about something uh, pertaining to your uh, particular expertise, or just following up from those, those people who you have reached out to, to see if they have an opportunity for you at their corporations. How did I do?
1: Amazing. All of this off the top of your head, you remember all five in order. Way to go, (laughs) Marquise.
0: Awesome. 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 Well, Dr. Laura, it has been a joy uh, to talk to you and for you to share with us your expertise and the tips that you have. Are there uh, any uh, freemiums or any way that people can stay in contact with you and um, engage with you on a regular basis?
1: definitely connect to my Facebook group. It's called Paid to Speak. It's over 2,000 purpose-driven entrepreneurs, heart-centered entrepreneurs inside the group. And then I have a free gift for you. So I have a webinar inside this online masterclass. I teach you all about getting started speaking. We had a little shortened, condensed time today, but if you want to do a real deep dive into some of the things that I say on the phone to position myself for opportunities, to speak, then check out my online masterclass and I'll make sure you have the link for Keith.
0: Awesome. Dr. Laura, where are you on social media? What are your social media handles?
1: So you can connect with me at Laura Lewis and then on, on Facebook and then on Instagram, I am Dr. Laura Lewis, Lewis is spelled L O U I S. I'm also on LinkedIn. I post videos on LinkedIn. Anytime I get a question that's asked more than once about speaking, then I just record a video and put it on my YouTube channel. So you can connect with me at Couch Podium on YouTube.
0: Awesome. 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 Well, Dr. Lord, thank you again for joining me for the Maximize Your Brand podcast. I'm always excited to have guests like you who are very knowledgeable in your particular area of expertise. And I want to thank each of you for tuning in and listening to uh, this episode of the podcast. These episodes are also viewable via YouTube or on my website at markeithbrayton.com. I don't take it for granted that you take the time out To listen to me each and every week and receive great content from those who I have as guests on the podcast. I always encourage you to go to iTunes and leave a rating and review so that we know how well we're doing. And also, you can leave any suggestions for shows there if you would like, or you can email me any suggestions of guests or show topics that you would like for me to cover by emailing me at markeithbraden.com. Dot com or emailing me at markeith at markeithbrayton.com. And there you can share your insights and any type of guests that you would like to hear on the podcast. Are you interested in building your personal brand? Are you ready to cre- increase your visibility so that you can truly live the life that you crave? If you are ready, you can reach out to me via my website at markeithbrayton.com and click on the contact me tab and schedule a discovery session, a complimentary 30-minute discovery session where we can talk about what your next steps need to be in order to build a personal brand that I like to say that gets you paid. So I thank you again for joining me. And just remember this, always shoot for the top because it's the bottom that's overcrowded. Take care. (music)